Welcome everyone. I'm Jeffrey Goodman, Director of Marketing and Development for the YMCA of Northwest Louisiana. And we may look a little different today. We are coming to you from 318 Latino Studios for Shreveport Bossier, my city, my community, my home. And our special guest today is Rashida Dawson. So Hi. Rashida, thanks for being here. Thank you for having me Absolutely. in this beautiful space. I, I feel special. I know, me too. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, let's get in there. I'm so happy to be here and be with you. Uh, I feel like I know you because I've been reading about you and I've watched a couple of videos with you. So um, let's start here today. Um, if I get anything wrong, correct me, please. Um, but you serve as Vice President of Financial Stability of United Way of Northwest Louisiana and oversee the Shreveport Financial Empowerment Center. Yes. Tell me, say it again. And other programming. Okay. Um, let's start with the center. Tell me about the center, where it's located for those who don't know, and some of the services it currently provides. So the Shreveport Financial Empowerment Center is a direct partnership between the city of Shreveport and United Way. We have been working on this project. I want to say it was from starting in 2016, 2017. And we wanted to give something to the public that the public was actually asking for. So when I did outreaches and workshops with bank and credit union partners, when we were dealing with clients, they were like, oh man, thank you so much for coming out. I really want to talk to you one-on-one. -on -one. So the idea of, of us actually being able to open up something like the Financial Empowerment Center, that's where it came from. Because people truly wanted one-on-one -on -one interaction with someone who was making them comfortable, listening to what their needs were, and weren't feeling like they were being judged in any situation or form. And no one, they can ask all the questions they needed to for clarification. So the Shreveport Financial Empowerment Center, we offer free professional one-on-one -on -one financial counseling as a public service. So what that means is if anyone needed help with money management, debt reduction, getting their, you know, their credit score better, or just learning how to do the basics of getting a budget and savings, we help them with all of that and we do the hand-holding. So you're not gonna just come in here and you know we're gonna tell you all these things and we're just seeing you with information and you're gonna leave. No, we're gonna literally hold your hand through the whole process. And it's gonna be free. And it's gonna be absolutely free and you can come as many times as you want to. And that's what we wanted people to have that convenience for. We also want to make sure people can come in person or they can do it virtually because a lot of people can't really leave their jobs during the day, but they might have a lunch break where they can just check in with their counselor. So we also do virtual and phone sessions. But the coolest is there part- age, is, there age, is there an age minimum? Um, yes, so you must be 18 years okay. or older okay. because of the credit reports. We do pull your credit reports, which are soft pools, and that costs nothing to the client at all. So we pull it as many times as if you need to for that particular client. The crazy part is that we open the Financial Empowerment Center in the middle of a pandemic. So everybody remembers like Friday the 13th, right? In March when the world shut down. That was the scariest day, not only for myself and my team, but our clients and people who we know that needed the service. 
because now everyone was about to lose their jobs. Some people were about to lose their jobs. People were about to be stuck in their homes, don't have the necessary resources. We were just really terrified on how everything was going to pan out. However, you know, we launched in May of 2020. And we were really proud to say that we exceeded everything that we set out to do, all of our goals and benchmarks. And to this day, I looked at the numbers not too long because I'm in there in a database like every day, all day. But we have managed to do debt reduction of over $1.2 million and savings increase for our clients of over $750,000. And all that happened in the midst of the pandemic until now. So it is amazing. My team is amazing. (laughs) It's them and then it's the clients at the same time. And how does one find you? Where are you located? So we are actually located at 820, 820 Jordan Street. And suite Which is five, that large zero, building because I've been to your office. Yes, the big white Willis Knighton building. You can't miss it. I promise you got plenty of parking. <laughs> almost a, almost the corner, almost the northwest corner, I think, of Lyon and Jordan. Yes, it's literally Lyon and Jordan. And we basically wanted to make sure that space was made for everyone. So we didn't make it cold. We didn't want to have old furniture. <laughs> We really wanted to have bright walls and we wanted to make sure people say, oh man, it's nice in here, it's modern. And we take pride in that because no one wants to walk in and be in a place that they feel like they're uncomfortable. We wanna make sure we create that safe space that's calming, that's clean, that's happy. So someone's always there with a smile to make sure you're taken care of. And a lot of people I think are, you know, pride, I guess, factors in or figures in a lot around people's finances and um, what kind of advice do you have to sort of free people up um, to to take that first step and not be too proud to ask for help when it comes Mm -hmm. to your finances? Always, first of all, remember that we're completely confidential. So we're not going to share your information with anyone unless you gave us permission to do so. But to someone who has that particular pride, which I completely understand, and that can be a generational situation as well. We want to make sure that they know one that's confidential, know that we're going to treat them with dignity and respect, and we're going to respect what it is that they want to see out of their future. So what is it that they want for their finances? What do they want for their family? What is their legacy that they want to carry at the end of the day? And allow us to at least give us a chance to help you. If you feel like your first session is not where you need to be, we just want to know what we can do better. And then we'll actually, you know, just let us know. We're always here. Or you can just give us a call. Call me if you want to, and we can have a nice little conversation. If you feel comfortable, then you can set up an appointment. Always. And it's debt reduction. It's financial counseling. Mm -hmm. What other... um, service is it home buying um it's all of those things so say for instance give me a scenario that you would want for yourself maybe or one um, of your family members i want to be able to travel um for a really special trip for two weeks out of every year oh that sounds so good to me all right so when a person comes in and tells us that they're like okay that's what we're going to do is we're going to think about your savings do you have a savings if you have a savings, want to see how much you have, then we're going to do the research. 
the research of wherever you want to go. So I like to go to Miami Beach, but everybody don't have to know that. But I want to know what, how much all that's going to be. So we're going to come up with a budget, figure out what your bills are, and then we're going to put those pieces together and we're going to say, okay, we've got this amount of time frame. This is your ultimate goal. Now this is the plan that we need to do here on out so you can have that beautiful two-week vacation of where you want to be. So that's literally where it is, and we follow up with you. So you're going to set your next appointment. We're going to make sure nothing happened because sometimes life happens, seriously. You might have to take care of something for your family member, which we understand. We might kind of try to figure out another option. Do we need to do something like DoorDash or something of that nature so we can recoup that money that you had to use for the family member. So we walk you through it and we make sure that you have full access to us. I promise you all of our clients have our cell phone numbers <laughs> and we answer <laughs> because they, you know, everyone wants to make sure, is this what I need to do? What, what do I need to say? Is there something I need to make sure I have with me? Did you look at this spot? Does this spot look good to you? You know, like, oh yeah, oh, look, they got a nice beachfront. Is that what you want? Yeah, I want the beachfront. So we just wanna make sure we take care of the client. It's not about us, it's about them. So that's kind of like how a process will go. And I love that, I mean, just as you're talking, I didn't think about this until now, but I love that empowerment is in the name because that's truly what this is doing. It's, it's liberating people, it's empowering people to take control of their destinies take control of their lives. Yes, and empowerment is such a, a great word because that's when you need that support to let you know that you are worthy and you are capable to have what it is that you want for your future. We're not gonna tell you, oh, that's not gonna happen, that's impossible. Well, let's figure out how we can take baby steps to get there. That way that person is not feeling like, okay, I came in here and all my dreams are out the window or I can't have what I know that I should have. It just takes time because everything is not an easy fix. <laughs> Sometimes it does take discipline and takes that time. That's where the empowerment comes from to let that person know you can do it. You can have it. No, you don't have to worry about the stigma stick to where you are stick with your plan we have your back let's keep it moving love it okay so i know i know the center's doing very important and great work in our community thank you um so, Share some statistics, if you could, around the, well, you already did, around the amount of savings and financial empowerment centers help create for our residents to date. Those statistics that you shared, that was for, since opening in 2020, or is that since opening in 2020? Since opening So give me those one more time, just in terms of debt reduction. Yes. And a, so debt reduction, we are about $1.2 million in debt reduction for our clients. We have increased their savings a little bit over $750,000 um, since we launched. We have helped clients reduce their delinquent accounts by I think it's maybe 100, at least 110 delinquent accounts have been gone and taken off. More of our clients are increasing their credit scores by 35 points and we have an 81% retention rate. So our clients always are coming back and we love that. <laughs> and, and this is gonna publish close to April 15th, which is tax deadline. I know yeah. you guys do a lot with 
tax services. I believe you do. Can you talk a little bit around the yeah. tax preparation services or tax um, assistance services that you provide? Mm -hmm. So as far as in my realm, underneath the umbrella of financial stability at United Way, we have a separate program that's a part of the Financial Empowerment Center because we have to keep it very, very um, separate. Sure. So our VITA program, which stands for Volunteer Income Tax Assistance, we help those who are disabled, senior citizens, and then also those who are making $60,000 or less get both their federal and state income taxes prepared. And we do that through a number of different partners or VITA sites, as we call them, that are throughout the community. So a lot of the nonprofits in about, I want to say we have about eight sites right now, maybe nine. Basically what they do, they give their time to actually prepare those taxes and volunteers help that are IRS certified. So we work with various partners because we can't do it all. And we also want to make sure that those partners are recognized throughout the season because they don't have to be a VITA site. And just, just to clarify, so if someone fits the criteria, mm -hmm. they can receive these services again at no cost. They can have assistance to prepare their tax return at, 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 at no, no cost. At no cost, absolutely for free. And we wanna make sure that people know about those services and they utilize them because we understand and it's not to take business from anyone else. We just want to make sure that everyone has an equal opportunity to certain services where they don't have to pay an arm and a leg sometimes for that. Because when you're getting your tax return back, you excited if you get a refund and a lot of our families, they're excited to keep that. But sometimes fees can be extremely high and that family needs every single penny that comes in because they need to pay some of the bills that they've been waiting to pay. They need to get the groceries. The kids got a birthday coming up. It's holidays coming up. Mother's Day, Mama's birthday. You just wanna take care of those situations and you want that nice two week vacation at the same time. So every penny inside of those households count, especially in this community. Absolutely. Which leads me to my next question. So let's talk about poverty and Alice mm -hmm. in our community. Alice, for those who don't know, stands for asset limited, income constrained, employed. Mm -hmm. What do the current statistics show are the percentage of people living in poverty in our community? And what percentage of our community currently is Alice? Okay. So our community currently, that is Alice and below. So that's Alice and those who are in poverty. In Northwest Louisiana, that's about 55%. And in Caddo Parish, or specifically here we are in Shreveport, that's 60%. That is Alice and below. So more than half of our community are living paycheck to paycheck and still not making ends meet. They don't have enough income that's coming in the household. So what's happening? Eggs is going all the way up, which I don't understand because, you know, you got all this chicken and chicken kind of going down, but the eggs are going up. But you have to think about those factors that all of this is happening. We have such inflation right now, but no wages are going up. They're very stagnant at this time. And some people have had the same salaries or been making the same wages for years. So how do you catch up? It's only a limited amount of resources that are out there. 
So we have to really pay attention to what is it that we can do as a city to offer programs like the Financial Empowerment Center and also VITA, and are we making sure that safe and affordable accounts are offered? Are we dealing with payday lending type of issues? Because we also have a huge payday lending cycle here in Louisiana. I heard you in an interview <laughs> where, which I had to listen to it twice just to make sure I heard it correctly, where I think there was some payday lender where the rates were like 700 and something percent interest. Yes. So in the state of Louisiana, um, legally, a payday a payday lender can charge up to 782% APR on a two-week $100 payday loan. So basically, if when you're actually going in to get those loans, and I'm not saying that that's not helpful at certain times, but you have to know the dangers that can also come with it. If you're going in for something because your child needs formula and you don't have that money, two weeks later is a possibility at certain rates, you're not going to have the amount of money you have to pay back either. So what happens? You get into a cycle or you have to go to another place to pay off that lender and it becomes impossible to get out of it. And so if, if you were doing them like for annually, you're really going to owe over $700, which is not what you came in for the hundred. So you have to be very careful for, about that. But when you're in such um, how should I put this? When you're in a fight or flight mode, you're going to do whatever you need to do to take care of your family, which is why I feel like we do need alternatives to that as well. We may not be able to get the rate down, but at least we want, well, eliminate it, but we definitely want to be able to get the rate down so it's more affordable for families as well. But yeah, it's, it's a huge problem and that's, it's very systemic, I feel that is inside of our community. Yeah, it's crazy. That number is just mind-boggling yes. when I heard it. Like it's I a said. whole formula. <laughs> it is a whole formula. It's crazy to see how it can truly hurt a family as well if they have all of these bills and then that debt is still on their hearts. You can't really get out of it because you don't have the money to do it, unfortunately. So... Well, now I want to focus a little bit on all you do for our community outside of um, your position, because I know you do a lot. Um, so my note says here you're massively involved in the community. Um, I'm going to cover just a few of the high points, if I could. Sure. Um, I think you were formerly, you may still be, tell me if you are, you were formerly president-elect of the South Streetport Rotary Club. Funny, I am president now and president-elect again. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> They just don't want to let me go. Well, I understand. <laughs> um, you're a member of Bank Corsal's CRA Advisory Council. Yes, now Cadence Bank. Okay, mm -hmm. that's right. They changed their name. Um, North Louisiana Reentry Coalition. Yes. And the Young Professionals Initiative, or YPI, as yes. many people know it. Additionally, you are a graduate of the 2017 Greater Shreveport Leadership Program yes. through the Chamber and a 2013 graduate of Lano's leadership program. Yes, kind of crazy how long that's been. It's been 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> um, so in your, my question is, in your opinion, how do, how do we get more young people in our community engaged 
and involved in serving and giving back? That is a wonderful question. I think our generation, especially, I want to say mine and particularly, we're really hungry. We want to be a part, seems like, of every single thing sometimes. And sometimes you have to really make sure you remember what do you truly value? Like, what's, what does your heart say for you? I always, anytime that I'm around young professionals, especially, my thing is to really think about what's your passion? Stick to that. You don't have to, you don't have to be on five to ten different boards because how can you give your energy 100% to all of those boards? But pick something that you know that has affected your life. So, for instance, when it you know, came to Rotary, I didn't know what Rotary was. I literally didn't. I just thought it was like this little lunch club, brunch club, whatever it is, with a whole bunch of men that I didn't even know. But it was much, it was much more than that. And it had to deal with those who started with, like, with polio. I didn't know in my family that my aunt had polio. So that stuck with me. And I wanted to make sure that we had the vaccines that were needed and also the community service. If I can do a cause like that and then also do the community service aspect, that's what I want. And I'm, I'm really not a person to display all my volunteerism because that's a pri it's really a private thing for me. So y'all probably will never know everything that I do. But pick your passion, put 100% in, you know, into it. And it really has to come from that individual and what they want to do. You can't really make a person, but you can introduce them based off a of conversation and networking and relationships of, hey, what are you interested in, Jeffrey? Like, what is it that you want? And I'm like, you know what? Another thing I want to do, you know, I want to help my community. I want to go back and help them. All right. So there's different nonprofits in those communities, your community, that we can get involved with. Go and visit a nonprofit, see what they do, find out how things work, and then figure out where can you be a piece of that based off your professional background, your career. That's one of the biggest things. Another thing I always advise, please don't do it for the clout. <laughs> People really focus on the clout of it all, just having their name on boards and putting that on their resume. Not saying that some of those things are not good, but when you think about the power and the cloud of it, you're never going to get the full benefits, both with your heart and professionally, if you just do it solely for that reason. So you have to just make sure that you're dedicated and committed and do something. Serve. Someone helps serve you so that you can actually get to the places that you are. There is nothing wrong with giving back some of your time, an hour, 30 minutes. And it can mean so much to another person that they took that time out. And then somebody might be looking up to you as their mentor in the end. And that's what's most important to me. Hope I answered your question. That was awesome. Yeah, perfect. So my next question is, as you look around, can you, can you share or talk about some of the things that concern you the most about the future of this community? Ooh. <laughs> oh, my. <laughs> Oh, my goodness. You might have to ask me that again so I can make sure I say this correctly. There's no correctly or incorrectly. It's just, just being just honest. Me again. And... Just ask me again. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
So as you look around, what are some of the things that concern you the most Uh, about this community? So for me, I do feel like we have still have systemic racism in our community. Or we might have just a lack of knowledge of how to interact with different races. So some things can be very divided. Another thing is having this preconceived notion that people who are in poverty are people who didn't want to do anything, who are ignorant, they never went to school, they chose to be in poverty. That's a big thing that I've been seeing lately. And it happens a lot and you don't realize it until sometimes you can be in certain rooms and certain comments can be made, which is an opportunity for you then to try to relate and educate and give them a scenario of why. But I like to, I wanna see the narrative of poverty and systemic racism change in this area. I want everybody to truly be able to be comfortable and work together and ask those really hard questions. It's nothing wrong with trying to educate yourself or feeling that you don't just basically, you don't know it all at the end of the day. Somebody knows something that you don't know (laughs) and that's a good thing. But I really wanna make sure we change the narrative. I mean, 60% in our community are Allison Blow and Shreveport. I don't wanna see that anymore. I wanna see this community thrive. I wanna be able to walk down the street and see homes being built for families at affordable rates. I wanna be able to see wages being, uh, being able to go up. And I want people to be able to come to this city and say, oh, I love this. I love how inclusive everything is. And people are trying to help another person have a step up and help them through the process and not just being like, okay, I'm gonna move up, but I'm not gonna take you nowhere. I'm just gonna let you be here. I wanna see inclusivity in this city in this community, because I love Shreveport. I love the city. Even though I'm originally from Atlanta, Georgia, this is home to me. This is where I've built programming. This is where I have a phenomenal team. I have my mom. I have amazing mentors here. And I know we can offer so much if we would just ask those hard questions, if we would just test and try, if we would just literally put our feet in someone else's shoes or actually go barefoot with them because sometimes people don't even have the shoes. So I want people to be able to have their eyes open more to certain things. Give me an example when someone, I think I know what you mean, but when someone hears you say, we gotta be willing to have those tough conversations or we gotta be willing to ask those hard questions. Give mm-hmm. me give me an example if you could, if that's not putting you on the spot, like give me an example of a hard question that you would like to see people ask more often or a tough conversation that you would like to see people Ooh. engage in more more frequently so i i always try to give a one just maybe one example i did a project or a pilot program uh, for our former mayor um mayor asian perkins and we were giving, well, we, I won't say we, but we were making sure that we had a pilot program that gave $660 to 110 families each month at no, with no strings attached to it. There was a lot of questions that came up 
during that time when we said that we were going to take part into building something like that. And there were a lot of comments about it as well, but that's when the that's when things start to spur, like come come up. So I wanted to hear what everyone felt about. Some people felt that poverty was a choice or they had to do something in exchange for having that. Like they got to do this or they have to do that. They need to make sure that they, you know, have a whole bunch of financial counseling sessions. And I'm like, why should anyone be able to do that? Well, they might, some people might say that they're lazy. Why do you feel that they're lazy? It's kind of going back and forth and having and not avoiding, did I just hear that? No, I want to know, why do you feel that way? Well, from what I've seen, this is what I've always known. I said, okay, but there are families who don't, and most of these families, they're not that way. They work hard. They're working two and three jobs. Well, what if they want to um, buy a purse? So what if they bought a purse? <laughs> There's only so many purses you can buy. But what if they want to buy a purse? Maybe if they've never had that luxury before, but you have, you have that luxury. What if they want to go on a vacation? Well, what's wrong with that? Because don't you want to take your family on vacations or do you take your family on vacations? It's really bringing those things to like to say, okay, what do we really want to say? What do we really want to know? Okay, now that we understand that, who wants to help change that narrative with me? So that was an example, I can say, where we had to ask those really true hard questions of why people were feeling the way that they were feeling about someone else getting something like this that was unconditional, who had children, who were literally a certain amount below the federal poverty, up to the federal poverty level. Why wouldn't we wanna help these individuals? And especially when they only had annual incomes of possibly maybe up to $14,000 a year. But you're taking care of children. You're a single parent. They're going to quit their jobs. Why would they quit their jobs for $660 per month? They're not going to survive that way. So we have to have those conversations of why do we feel this way? Why do we feel like this is a bad thing? Why is it a good thing? That way everyone can get an understanding of every single background and every place and not just avoiding it. And so we have Does that help? Yeah, okay. for sure. So I mean what I'm hearing is we have to have people who are willing to be open yes. and listen. And then we have to have people who are willing to push those people to push explore their thoughts, <laughs> explore their feelings, explore the way they see different aspects of the world yeah and also to make sure you know we can't say that something doesn't work if we don't try and we're lucky to know that a lot of those individuals were truly positively affected by what they were given and sometimes people just need a chance they just need that moment and no judgment behind it I don't mind getting burned <laughs> in, in certain situations and being grilled for the questions. I openly ask those questions. I want to know. And I want people to have a better understanding of everyone in this beautiful community because it's a beautiful community that we have here. And so my final question is on the flip side. We'll get positive. Yay! You know, as, you, as you look around this community, what, what gives you hope or what makes you prideful or what makes you optimistic about some of the things you're seeing? 
one that young professionals are starting to seem like they can have a fair chance here i guess you can say i feel like everything comes with hard work period but i love seeing that i love seeing more events come to this community family events where everyone can have a good time and I also am really excited to see things happen for the LGBTQ community as well here. So people can be more aware about that community as well. How can we learn more about, how can we help? Those are the things I'm really excited to see. And I'm excited to see that we have the Financial Empowerment Center. I hope 50 Cent buys <laughs> Millennium Studios and we can bring some stuff here with us. That would be really exciting. It just takes time, but every day I feel like we're doing something better. I really do. Good. Is there anything we didn't cover or anything we didn't talk about that you'd like to discuss or you'd like to mention or anything that keeps you up at night that you'd like to share? Um, just any, this is again, your time. If there's anything else uh, I didn't ask about, I, I, we have all the time in the world. Right. Not a lot, but I do want to just to say I want to thank my team and my mentors. Um, Bonnie Moore with the city of Shreveport it has literally had my back for a very long time. She has given me chances and she has thrown me in the deep end <laughs> and told me to swim. And I'm grateful for her giving me that support and trusting me and with such a task of actually being able to run the Financial Empowerment Center and to lead this movement as well. I will say, just to interrupt for one second, sure. we did have Bonnie on, I don't know, a couple months ago, and she specifically said how great of a job you're doing there and was, was, was <laughs> raving about you on here. So I just wanted to share that. She's, she's pretty amazing. And she's also the person to get things done. Even she got to text you at random times. That's fine. We got her back always. And then also I just, my team is amazing. So Tabitha Derrick, I just want to say Tabitha Derrick, Lulu, um, Jarsa Led. I love you guys so much. I could not do this job without, my team, and then also my United Way family. Can't do it without y'all. We got to do it together. But yeah, I know this is my time, but it's so weird for me to talk about myself. I like to learn other things about everybody else. What would you want to know about me? What random thing you want to know about me? Um, how'd you end up in Shreveport? Uh -huh. I didn't find that out. You so, did not. No. So I ended up here because uh, my mother's side of the family is from Shreveport in Louisiana. Okay. Yeah, so I grew up in Lakeside. Um, when We got here when I was about six, seven years old, okay. but I was back and forth from here to Atlanta and other places as well. And um, grew, up in, grew up in Lakeside, had a very hard upbringing, but a very blessed upbringing because my mom did a great job. My grandmother helped raise me and my aunt helped raise me as well. And my big brother did too. You know, he's, he's my heart. He's my opposite, but he's definitely my best friend in my heart. And yeah, they, they kept me here. They guided me. And then also, um, I was really sick when I was, um, about 10 years old, all the way up to college. So I didn't get to go to, you know, physical school in junior high half the way. And then also in high school, random fact, um, cause I was too sick to go and my doctors wanted to make sure that I was ready for college and I could go to college, wow. which was really interesting. But yeah, 
I have a big heart for the healthcare industry as well because they help keep me here. And I got other people. I got angels all around me. And that's kind of like for a different day. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that was a random fact. I didn't get a chance to go to high school. I was homeschooled by one of the best teachers in the world, Miss Enda Russ, and I love her very much. Yeah, and I did go to college. I went to Northeast or ULM, go Warhawks. And I was there. Hey, and I did not miss a party. I think I missed one party when I was <laughs> in college and undergrad. Yeah, just one. Making up for lost time. Yeah, it was an Alpha Pike party, and I was mad I couldn't go. I was sick that day. <laughs> but I kept a 3.0. <laughs> but I just say thank you for allowing me to be here today. Of course. Thank you for all you're doing. We're, Thank you. We're grateful and fortunate to have you in the community. So um, please, anyone out there that um, could potentially benefit from some, some of the services we discussed, don't hesitate to contact Rashida and her team. They're doing tremendous things here. So. And I'm going to get real big in trouble. I was making sure I shout out everybody. Miss Florence, don't you kill me. But shout out to Miss Florence, too. That's my heart. All right, Miss Florence, be nice to her. <laughs> she was like, wait a minute, did she say my name? I had to make sure. I had to go back. Thanks, Rashida. Thank you, Jeff. Absolutely. Great to have Thank you. Thank you.